0: well, it, you know, I've come to the conclusion that I am officially never Thanksgiving again. I, uh, I, I just can't handle my turkey, man. So uh, this, this is it. This will be the last time. I, I just I can't handle it. Will I Christmas again? I don't know. You got just the pies and ah, it's weird that I feel worse today than yesterday. It's, it's strange. Is there such a thing as a mashed potato hangover? Because I have one. Anyways, sorry there was no episode yesterday. Really uh, contemplated it. Thought about maybe I'll just record it on my phone. But then as I thought about it, you know, I don't have my computer up to kind of look some stuff up. I, I, I can't give the quality content you've all come to know and love. So I took the day off, man. I'm not proud of it. I'm not happy about it. It's probably part of the reason I'm feeling a little bit sick. Having fam withdrawals. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, What are we talking about today? It's unfortunate because I could not get myself out of bed. Granted, 90% of what I'm feeling right now is probably the fact that I just got home very late and I'm just really kind of just in a fog. But all that to say, it's already 4 o'clock, so this is going to have to be a short episode, which is unfortunate because there's kind of a lot to talk about. Um, Number one on the list, as I'm thinking about it, I'm going to give... And I, because I'm so short on time, I can't be pausing and looking stuff up. I need to, though. Please hold. So we have a winner of the uh, Instagram Dorsey Levin signed jersey giveaway. That winner is Kagar underscore 21. K-A-Y-G-A-R underscore 21. Because there was no episode yesterday and because it was Thanksgiving, we're going to do something super special. Extend it by a day. Because, I, you know, that, that doesn't count. So we have today and then tomorrow. And if, if this is not claimed by Kagar 21 by the end of tomorrow, if I wake up Sunday, there's no message in Instagram. And, and maybe for all I know, there's already a message waiting for me. And if that's the case, I apologize. I don't see one. So really, really, really don't want somebody to miss out on this jersey because I'm going to feel guilty, but rules is rules. So um, Ms. Kagar, if you could please reach out. You have won yourself a jersey. You have until Saturday. We also need five more followers on Instagram. Just five, and there's going to be another giveaway. My body is just shutting down right now. I don't know if it wants me to put something in my body or if it's trying to expel things out of my body. I don't know what's going on right now. Just throwing a temper tantrum. Heartburn, just the whole, this is, what a terrible holiday. I'm no longer thankful for a single thing in my life. I I take everything I said that I was thankful for yesterday, I take it back. Drinking cold instant coffee when you have heartburn because you're tired. is just, what have I become? So Instagram, five more people. If you follow me, we get got another giveaway. Uh, GoFundMe, Packer, oh, oh, geez, see what I'm saying? There's so much to talk about. So several points to make here. Let me just tell you the backstory. We have a GoFundMe account, campaign, whatever they're called. I have no idea. It is set up for the Madison Childhood Cancer Foundation. We're trying to raise $1,000 for Christmas, so that we can send it off and help people who are in serious need. There's that. We're already doing a fantastic job, and we had... My computer is freezing right now. I I, I might just have to be late to work today. That just might need to be what happens. In the group, Blaine Patino, on behalf of the Patino Law Offices in southeast Wisconsin, has decided he is going to take a stand for Kevin King, and he's going to do it in a pretty brilliant kind of way. He has pledged... There goes my rocket ship computer. My life is falling apart. He, he has pledged to match Kevin King's pro football focus grade as a donation to the Madison Childhood Cancer Foundation or the GoFundMe campaign. So I have no choice right now. Not that I wouldn't anyways. But what I want more than anything is for Kevin King to get his first ever perfect 100 grade, which I don't think pro football focus has ever given. So number one, I wanted to tell you, because if anybody would like to jump in on that, as Billy already has, by all means. Number two, what a sly son of a gun. Because it's representing Kevin King, supporting childhood cancer. Well, he's not supporting childhood cancer, but he that's not allowed in the group. But he's helping give money to families with children who have cancer. It's amazing I couldn't say that without sounding terrible. But he also slipped in a promotion for his business. The only thing I can say to that is, if you guys have a business, you're slacking. Get get creative. You know somebody's slick when they work you over and take advantage of you, and you're not even mad. That's just brilliant, and that's awesome. So, props. And then lastly, and I, I gotta gauge things, because I'm, I really wanna get this t-shirt out there. But if y'all are still upset about the Packers and particularly Aaron Rodgers because technically it's an Aaron Rodgers shirt at least he's on it I can't unveil it but I'd like to but either way there's a link in the description if you'd like to get yourself a t-shirt help support the podcast as well as just look kind of cool those gyre shirts are fire man yeah I said fire all right people can change not proud of it but I said it trying to make a living over here all right will I degrade myself for four dollars and eleven cents yes I will Please buy a T-shirt. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's let's uh, let's take a break. I need a break. All right, folks, we got the gate. So we're getting to that point where it's getting to be decision time, because I know every time there's people that are on the fence. They're like, eh, maybe I should buy a ticket, but I won't. I won't. L- just listen to me. Listen, dude, you could do it. You. I don't care if you live in Wisconsin. Planes still fly. Besides, I still need an army of people going out eating pizza at all different places as a matter of fact I may need to coordinate this I need to know names of people that are going to be in New York because I want to make sure we don't have six people going to the same pizza no I need as many pizza reviews as I can get honest pizza reviews so get on a plane buy a ticket to this Packer game get out there do I care that the stadium's technically in New Jersey no that's not what we're talking about leave a day early I don't care but look, if you're on the fence, just just do something for me. Download the Vivid Seats app. It doesn't cost you anything. Just download it and just leave it for a minute. Go back to watching Salt Bay videos on Facebook. Then maybe just open up the app real quick. Take a look at the tickets. Sniff your phone. It's not scratch and sniff, but sometimes you get a little something. See if you can't smell those tickets. Just see what it does to you. And remember, if you buy, you get rewards back. The purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee, and if you're a first-time user, enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. <laughs> it's, it's glorious. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones, and to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, so let's start with first and foremost here. Yesterday's games. Um, the Saints beat Atlanta. So what? It's to be expected. They clinched their division. Um, I mean, we know they're going to be in the playoffs, so it's kind of a race to the top, I guess, with them. We'll see how it goes. Buffalo and Dallas. I, I'm not sure if I should maybe up my respect for the Bills. Lower my respect for Dallas, or maybe it's kind of a halfway in between z's But well, well, here's the. Thing. It's it's not even so much that I respect Dallas. They're a team that has a roster that should be like an eight-win, nine-win team that is, you know, gonna struggle to finish above 500. Which is why Jason Garrett needs to be fired. And I understand Jerry Jones saying, well, that's not gonna help us with anything, and that's true. You're not gonna fire Jason Garrett and you know promote somebody else and then win a Super Bowl. But man. I mean, I'm not a Dallas fan, but I'm just looking at this from Jerry Jones' standpoint, and it's like the dude, is he's getting up there. And he did everything he could. He pushed in all his chips, and he's like, this is it. I'm I'm getting one more. I mean, who knows? Maybe the guy will live to 175 years old. I don't know, but I'm just saying he knows he's got to get one quick. And if it sounds like I'm being morbid, he said it. Like, I'm the one that said it, and then he came out and said it after. And I was like, see, I told y'all. But even after building this roster which is very impressive right they built this great offensive line they got a quarterback that's halfway competent they got a good running back they went out and got Amari all these pieces are fine but now it's just like we can't do anything with it we don't know what to do brutal now you know you kind of want to cheer because it's like haha Dallas you're probably not even going to be in the playoffs now but the problem is somebody from that division has to be I don't know that I'd rather play the Eagles than the Cowboys I think the Cowboys have a better roster, but we already beat the Cowboys in Dallas, and we lost to the Eagles. I don't know that I want to play the Eagles. Not that we have to play either of them, but, you know, there's a chance we're going to play somebody from that division. So I don't know. I I, I guess no matter what, it's a good thing for Dallas and the Eagles to just lose as much as possible because you just want them to be as bad as possible so you just don't have to worry about it. If we can just get Philly to fall to Miami, then it all just comes full circle, and who cares? Also, I'm kind of glad Buffalo's doing well. I am am i i don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but if I had to pick a second favorite team, it would probably be Buffalo. I had a roommate in college that was a huge Buffalo Bills fan. I've been to one less Buffalo Bills game than I have Green Bay Packers game. We actually took a road trip all the way out to Buffalo from Whitewater when I was going to college there. Went to a Buffalo Bills game, hung out with some Buffalo Bills fans. They're great people. Um... I expected them to hate me because I said I was a Packers fan. Every single one of them said, dude, I love the Packers. They're good people out there. If Buffalo could begin an actual reign of being a good team, which I don't even know how exactly it's happening because I don't think they have a good team. They got a good defense, but they've always kind of, I mean, several years they've had good defenses, and they're still a trash team. But I want them to be good, and I want so badly for them to beat the Patriots. Not just beat them. I'm talking beat them and knock them out of the playoffs. I want Buffalo to do it. I know Baltimore is the right person for the job, the right team to get her done. I don't even want it to get that far. Let Baltimore beat Buffalo. I want Buffalo to be in the wild card because the Patriots are going to be seeded higher. Well, I don't even know if that's true. Let's see what happens when the Patriots actually play a team that isn't the worst ever. That would, oh, that would make me so happy. And I can't imagine anything better for Buffalo Bills fans who have just been kicked in the teeth. Oh, they don't even have teeth anymore. They lost their teeth around like 2004, the the last tooth came out. Patriots have just been stomping them into a pulp. So, you know, in both, in in, in two ways that was great. Uh, And then finally, Chicago and Detroit. I wanted Detroit to win, I guess relatively obvious reasons, but the the biggest one for me is that there are a few Chicago Bears fans who think they're going to run the table and actually have a chance, and they've won two games in a row since that point since that comment or that article or whatever it was came out and i wanted detroit with no quarterback to end it for them, and they almost did and there should be enough there to look at it and say see look it's not going to happen but you know they won two in a row so they're just going to continue with this nonsense and it makes me sick uh as for detroit i mean i don't know again the the really good thing about detroit is they scare me i don't care how bad things are they they just scare me because they always play us really close and Stafford's, I'm pretty sure, going to be back by then. So I just want the morale to be zero, so that we don't have to worry about it. Because we're definitely going to be fighting for our lives. This is not going to be a sitting our starters game. This is going to be a for-the-division kind of game, hopefully, maybe. So if we could just go up against a completely distraught, I don't even care, Detroit Lions team, and maybe if we're unbelievably lucky, they, they, things are so bad, they're like, what's the point in starting Stafford? We might just hurt him. Let's just not let them play. We got three wins on the season. What is? Why are we putting Stafford at risk? That would be ideal. But next week they've got the Cowboys. I think the Bears lose that game. The week after that they got the Packers. I think they lose that game. Then they got the Chiefs. I, I mean, they're, they're, there's a very good chance they go 0-4. Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, Vikings. I just, I mean, there's no way. There's absolutely no way could we run the table. You barely beat the Giants and you barely beat the Lions and you got the Cowboys, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Vikings. Do you think you're going to run the table? I don't, I don't think anyone actually believes that. I don't think that's possible. I'm not saying I don't think it's possible that they run the table. I know it's not possible. That I'm saying I don't think it's possible anyone actually believes that. I don't think there is a sober Bears fan that believes that. Um, anyways, so that was it for that. Nothing super substantial happened. Again, my preference would be Detroit, Buffalo, Atlanta wins. I got one out of my three. Whatever. Um, I'm not going to talk about Taysom Hill because I'm over it and I don't care anymore. I mean, I do, but I'm just, I'm done talking about it. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. All right. One more time. <laughs> I, I don't understand. It, it was almost like a hallmark of Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy, Dom Capers, that little trio there. It was almost like their favorite thing to do was when somebody was playing really well and fans really liked him, they just decided we're not going to let them play. Now, there are times when guys play well in preseason or in practice and they're not actually good. They just do well in preseason and practice. But Taysom Hill, I'm pretty sure every single year was the best quarterback in the preseason, including Aaron Rodgers at times, even though Aaron Rodgers maybe played one snap. But still, Taysom Hill was just killing everybody. All the, He was never anything but awesome. He was never, ever anything but awesome. And they're like, nope, gone. Because again, they, got that, they, they had that weird thing where it's like, he's not my guy and they always liked their guys, and it doesn't matter if there's an undrafted free agent who's better than your second round, third round, first round draft pick. It doesn't matter about better. It matters about, no, 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 no. my ego and my pride is on the line here. I don't like you. You're a third string guy. We're not going to admit that you're better than our second string guy, and so we're going to let you go, and even similar to Demaryius Randall. Demaryius Randall was a safety in college. He comes over here. He was terrible. We had undrafted free agents that were coming in playing better than him they'd come in for two plays break up two passes go back on the bench we'd never see him again Demaryius Randall gives up a touchdown right away not only would they refuse to admit that they were wrong that somebody was better than Demaryius randall but they refused to even try him at safety in years when we had horrible safeties and, and listen Demaryius isn't that good of a safety but he's a lot better right now as a safety for the Browns than he ever was as a corner for the Packers why wouldn't you just try them at they just refused refused i i don't know man and to make matters worse we're talking about a backup quarterback now you're i could understand if we paid big money for an actual veteran that could maybe possibly win games but we're talking about backup quarterbacks that it's pretty much you know if rogers goes out you're done so why wouldn't you go with the wild card i mean just just i mean you got one guy that you know is a steady five that's not going to win any games, but, you know, maybe you're playing a really bad team. Maybe Rodgers goes out in the fourth quarter and he can hang on. And you got another guy that, I don't know, maybe he's a freak. Maybe he's a four and a half instead of a steady five. But at the top end, he could be like a seven. Plus, you want to talk about an unscouted look. You got a real good, if Rodgers goes out, suddenly you got Taysom Hill in. I'm not saying the guy's super good, especially as a, as a pure sitting in the pocket throwing. But you haven't prepared for Taysom Hill at all with that speed. He is the fastest man on the field. I mean, I I don't know if you guys remember this. He's got, like, RG3 speed. He's unbelievably fast. But whatever. That's just the decision they decided to go with. So here we are every week watching Taysom Hill get points after points after points as a quarterback and as a wide receiver and as a running back and as a special teamer and whatever. Anyways, enough Taysom Hill talk. And I'm just going to have to take an hour. Um, Speaking of, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy said I wasn't going to plug it until after Christmas. But again, I'm going to have to take an hour off of work. So if you got a buck on you, maybe go check it out, see what you think. Why don't we spend some time talking about the Giants and uh we'll take a break I guess right here and we'll come back and look at the Giants right quick. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So as you know, the Giants are not a very good football team, but also, as you may know, I am, I am of the opinion that this could be a very good team. This this also may be somewhat of an underperforming team. Um, for example, Saquon Barkley is not doing what you would expect Saquon Barkley to be doing. A big part of that reason might be the fact that you've got offensive linemen like Nate Solder, like Will Hernandez, who are not performing to the level that uh, you know I would have expected. They've also had a ton of injuries and suspensions for wide receivers. Bottom line is, however, I, I don't want to get two into the we're definitely going to win category now i I have 96 percent that the packers are going to win and we'll well, i guess we could talk about it today the offense to some degree scares me the offensive line isn't good but that hasn't mattered I, i feel like i've been saying that every week Oh, this offensive line is no good and then you still have kenny clark having the worst grade i mean last last week 49ers offensive line especially along the interior was not very good kenny clark had the worst grade of his entire career and so we get the Giants who don't have a very good offensive line. They don't have good tackles. They don't have good center. They don't have good guards. I mean, Kevin Zeitler is okay, but whatever. It should be an absolute slaughter, but, you know, who knows? We got Dean Lowry having one of his worst years. Kenny Clark is having one of his worst years. Uh, Tyler Lancaster has taken a major step back. Kevin King is having a terrible year. Jair is having a worse year than last year. Blake Martinez is having his worst year. Uh, let's see, Adrian Amos is having his second worst year aside from his rookie year. Darnell Savage is just barely average. B.J. Goodson's having his second worst year ever. So pretty much everybody, with the exception of the Smiths, are having their worst year ever. So counting on this defense to take advantage of the offense, you know, I don't know. i'm I'm, I'm trying not to be super pessimistic here we're in positive territory but it is you know it's a little bit frustrating when you see the talent right the names that it's like oh man these are good but then they're just they're not good and even preston smith to my surprise despite all the sacks overall grade which includes run defense tackling pressures all that stuff he's taken a step back from 2018 production is high in terms of actually getting to the quarterback but play-to-play, snap-to-snap, down-to-down, looking across the spectrum, not, you know, coverage. He was really good in coverage previously, as well as against the run. He was one of the top run-defending defensive end or outside linebackers. He is no longer that at all. So, I don't know. That's not what this is about, but it's still annoying. Congratulations to everyone having your worst year ever. Even Kevin King is somehow having a worse year than last year. I don't know how that's possible, but he is. But anyways, they do not have a very good offensive line. Saquon Barkley is super scary, but he's not grading out all that well. And their quarterback, Daniel Jones, despite having a flurry of looking like you know somewhat of a promising quarterback, hasn't really proven to be very much at all. And I remember I got a chance to watch him last week, and it was really embarrassing how bad he was. Still, however, I, I am concerned about Saquon Barkley's skill set and the fact that they've got guys like Golden Tate, they've got guys like Sterling Shepard. These are relatively talented players wide receivers not elite but good enough to be able to beat Kevin King number one and maybe be able to get a little bit on Jair depending on if he's going to have a really good day or just not show up Um, but you know this would be a really great opportunity to prove that this defense is not simply Preston and Zedarius getting sacks at opportune times if that's ever going to happen let's hope it's this week because it's just painful I'm looking at pro football focus where they just got the the basically the depth chart laid out with their grades it's just, everybody just looks, with the exception of Preston Smith, everyone is just kind of blech. Jair's an even 70, and Adrian Amos is a 72, Kenny Clark is a 71. That's it. As far as good players, Preston Smith an 84.6, so he's very good. Everybody else is, you know, Preston Smith, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, Blake Martinez, B.J. Goodson, Darnell Savage, Kevin King is the worst of the group. Oh, Tremont too. Tremont's, Tremont's actually the highest outside of uh, Zedarius. The, the, there's just a slight chance in my mind that this things are going to get out of control. And that's if Saquon Barkley can really get rumbling, and we know he can at times, and then they can just utilize Tate and Shepard to be able to continue to move the sticks, then I'm a slight bit concerned. Now, on the positive side, this is also one of the worst defenses ever. They actually did a fine job of drafting people. Dexter Lawrence is already the 11th best defensive tackle in football. I I had mentioned that I really liked Dexter Lawrence. I know there was not a lot of love for him and i don't really understand why they have a guy as big as he is as athletic as he is i was really kind of liking him but whatever and they also have julian love at safety who's doing a fantastic job he is right now the what is he ranked i don't know maybe he hasn't had enough snaps but he's he did a good job in his limited opportunity and then they still have delvin tomlinson on the inside but they have no real pass rush lorenzo carter and marcus golden are just horrible so You know, we'll see what's going on. Brian Balaga sounds like he's really trying to get back into this game outside of possibly having these interior guys giving us a hard time because our offensive line, I know everyone's super excited about Elton Jenkins. He's got a 67.7 grade, which is average, just to be clear on that. David Bakhtiari is having by far, I mean, he, he hasn't had a grade this bad since his rookie year um so his his trajectory 2013 he had a grade of 69 obviously that went up to a 72 that went up to a 76 that went up to an 86 that went up to an 87 and then it went up to an 88 this year 71 so i, I you know I, i'm trying not to go down this path but I'm i'm struggling because i can't really explain why everybody is doing so poorly i mean it's it is a new head coach but it's the same defensive coordinator. How is David ba- is it is it just the blocking is so different? I don't I don't know, man. I mean Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, phenomenal. It's just it's just disappointing to see so much talent not being talented. But anyways, Devontae Adams should have a really big day. Aaron Jones, there's really no reason he can't run like mad. I mean, this, this is a get back to what the Packers were. And, and, and I'm tired of talking as though, as, as Devontae said, they're not an 8-3 and three team. They are. It's disappointing to see guys that we've come to expect to be elite just not put any effort on the field. But they're still an 8-win team. This is still a good football team who has beaten a lot better teams than the Giants. And they will beat the Giants. And they will beat the Redskins. And I still think there's a good chance they beat the Vikings. I know that seems crazy, but why does it seem crazy? What is so crazy about that? Number one, we've already beaten the Je- the Vikings. Number two, again, they're an eight-win team. So what? They got beat up by the 49ers. The guy knew the playbook inside and out. They took advantage of the fact that Brian Balaga went out. Right? Everything just went wrong. The refs were garbage. The Packers were garbage. The coaching was garbage. But that's not how they play week to week. The, for- the, the Giants do not have any corners. In fact, the one guy that they drafted really early, another one, DeAndre Baker, has been absolutely horrible they've got another guy by the name of Corey Ballantine, who's probably the worst corner in football in fact I think the two worst let let me just look at it because I wouldn't be surprised if the two worst are on the Giants as starters so looking just at coverage grade Corey Ballantine is dead last DeAndre Baker is second from the last the only guy who's worse is Lonnie Johnson in the Houston Texans and if you look at overall grade I think it stays the same Corey Ballantine is 132nd out of 132 DeAndre Baker 130 out of 132 if this pass game doesn't just light up like a Christmas tree, you know, there's something wrong. Literally two of the worst corners in all of football on this one team, and they don't have a pass rush. So Rodgers should have a lot of time to sit in the pocket and find receivers getting open on these garbage corners. And really, you know, Janoris Jenkins isn't great, but let's say they got Janoris on Adams and they bring somebody else, Pathea or Love or somebody over to double Adams. This would be an opportunity for guys like Lazard or Allison or whoever to really step up. By the way, Jimmy Graham, they don't have good linebackers. As a note, and I haven't mentioned this yet, but when you look at that 49ers game, I went back just very briefly and looked at, you know because that defense has not allowed points pretty much from anybody. The two teams that scored the most points on them was a, the Seahawks game as well as one of the Arizona Cardinals games. I went and looked at their offense. In both cases, the highest graded player in those games on the offense was a tight end tight ends are the way to attack that 49ers defense the Packers had three of the worst four players on the offense that week were tight ends not having any tight ends show up I'm not saying that's the reason we lost but that really really hurts obviously Aaron Rodgers being the worst player that week didn't help either but whatever so to recap they have two of the worst corners in football their best corner is uh you know average at best they've got terrible edge rushers they've got subpar linebackers they've got a couple decent defensive tackles both of whom are strictly run defenders so again the pass rush is not don't expect a lot of pass rush and if there is a pass rush getting home this is one of those things where you're looking at it saying this is unacceptable this is supposed to be a very good offensive line this is a terrible pass rushing defense Aaron Rodgers should be clean this whole game. And I mean the whole game. Struggling against the run? Fine. B.J. Hill, Dalvin Tomlinson, Dexter Lawrence, all three are really good against the run. They also now have Leonard Williams on the team, who's pretty decent against the run as well. Not a one of them can rush the passer. Not one. The best pass rush grade between anybody on the interior defensive line or edge rushers has a pass rush grade of, let's see, 66, which is Leonard Williams. That's the best one. Edge rushers, the best grade is O'Shane Zimenez, 63.7. They're not good, man. And so we get Aaron Jones going, get him going in the passing game, get the tight ends going, get the wide receivers going against these garbage corners. It should just be a feast, and and defensively should be no different. They don't have an offensive line. We should be able to bottle them up. We should be getting a ton of pressure. If, if the DBs are going to get picks, this is a great game to do it because there should be pressure, and their quarterback is not very good. It's, it's about as straightforward as it gets. Whatever it is you want to do, go ahead and do it. They don't have any ability to stop whatever it is you plan on doing. But I really believe defensively, pressure is going to be the most important thing. Now, it would make sense for them to try to establish the run a little bit. That'd be a good way to mitigate the pass rush. So that'll need to be on point as well. So, okay, so running through this, the, the Packers, just because everything's kind of point-counterpoint, Packers want to rush the passer. So the Giants are going to want to try to be able to run the ball. So the Packers are going to need to load up and try to stop the run. In order to load up, you're going to need single man-to-man coverage, right? Because now we need to kind of load up the box. We can't be bringing any extra help. So King is going to have to lock down either Shepard or Slayton. Williams is going to need to be on Tate. Alexander is going to be on either Shepard or Slayton, or maybe Tate if, if it's two wide receivers. And, and by the way... Can we just put Tramon out on the outside? I know maybe part of the reason he's being as good as he is is because he's in the slot and maybe he just needs to be in there. He's going to be better than King on the outside. Can we please just make that move? I know you don't want to because you don't want to shake King's confidence because he's going to be around for a long time and Tramon's probably not going to be here beyond this year, which is ridiculous, but that's just the way it goes. But I don't really care. Again, I just want the guys who are good at football to be playing football. And Tremont Williams is heads and tails better than Kevin King. He's not as fast and he's not as tall, but Who cares? better football player because people that listen to this podcast are smart enough to recognize that tall and fast don't mean anything there's a lot of tall fast guys the, the, you're, you're not going to find hardly anybody who is as tall and as fast as, as Kevin King you're not going to hardly find anybody that is as tall as fast as Marquez Valdez Scantling Scantling's hardly getting on the field anymore and Kevin King is by far our worst corner in fact he's our worst defensive back by a lot I don't care that you're tall and fast. I want good football players. And that's my biggest pet peeve with the Packers in the draft is that they're obsessed. They, they've, they've become the Raiders. Just give me the fastest guy. Look at their look at their spark score, man. I don't care. Draft good football players. And I, I've, I've been doing battle on Twitter for an entire week defending Rashawn Gary because I think it's too early to call the guy a bust. But this is a classic example of a guy that didn't show a whole lot in college. But you know what? He's an absolute athletic freak. And if we can coach him up, because this is a whole ego thing, if we can coach him up, he could be one of the best in football. That's entirely true, but I'm kind of tired of the ego and saying, you know what, we can make him great. Just draft good football players, please. Tremont is a good example of a good football player that you went out and got in free agency because he's a good football player. And guess what? Right now he is our highest graded corner at 52 years old or whatever age he is. So, I mean, don't, don't overthink it. I mean, if you know, it's, it's another just example of a put-up-or-shut-up game. I see a lot of talent on the offense and the defense. There's holes, yes, every single team in football has holes, but I see a lot of talent. They haven't been putting it on the field very much, but this is a great opportunity for Jair to go back to being one of the great big up-and-coming lockdown corners in football. This is a chance for Savage to get back to doing what he was doing in the first three weeks, and for Amos, for Ibrahim Campbell, Blake Martinez, Kenny Clark, all of them. The only one I'm not talking to is Z'Darrius Smith because he's not taking his foot off the gas one time. Preston has been solid except for maybe one game. Tremont has been solid all year. Everybody else, maybe Amos, I don't know. Everybody else, I, I you know, I don't know. And the same goes for the offense. And when they lay an egg boy, holy cow. The, the Chargers game and the 49ers game, the offense is just, nah, I don't care. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care. The offensive line doesn't care. Devontae can't seem to get open, although he's grading out well, so it's probably not his problem. But I I just, I don't know. Just do not care. So I I know, given what just happened with the 49ers, I shouldn't be too greedy, but there's no reason this shouldn't be an absolute slaughter. There's nothing redeemable about this team. they got a couple good run-defending defensive tackles. They've got a running back that they can't seem to get going. they got some mediocre wide receivers and a terrible quarterback. How is this not just an absolute beatdown? The playoff team is going to beat this team like a red-headed stepchild. No offense to the redheads in the audience or the stepchildren for that matter. But that's what needs to happen. Anyways, as I said, I got to get going. Got to take a little bit of time off work, but whatever. We'll be able to do a little bit more in-depth uh, tomorrow on my birthday and stuff, you know, no big deal, don't worry about it. But you folks have yourselves a fantastic Friday. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.